Hello and welcome. I am so glad you're here. I'm Beth, a creator-based coach with CMH Coaching for Life. I'm here today to help you and those you love create a life you feel grounded and at home in. Think of a life where you feel peace, love for those around you, and in a flow with just enough challenge to keep you happy and creating something wonderful. Sounds like magic, but it's not. You can create that life every single day. You can have a life full of love, excitement, hope, and creation. Our mission at CMH Coaching is to flood the earth with light through compassion, mindfulness, and hope. And I'm going to ask a favor of you. If you like what you see and hear today, think of someone you know that would enjoy and benefit from this message. Our mission is to flood the world with compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Share this with them. But for now, this is time just for you. So settle into whatever you're doing and enjoy this time with the girls where we create that one awesome, amazing, perfect life every one of us is seeking. About the theme of the month, which is perfection and having a perfect life. Named after the book, Creator-Based Coaching, How to Create Your One Perfect, Amazing, Perfect Life. And we're using that theme perfect this month, all month mm -hmm. long. But we're not going to talk about it in the traditional sense of perfect without flaw. We're going to be talking about creating perfection for yourself. So my question to you is, Jacine and Jen, are you a perfectionist? Yeah. <laughs> are you? Very much so. Very much, Very much so. a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too. I cannot abide um, uh, Y-O-U-R apostrophe or, or Y-O-U apostrophe R-E instead of Y-O-U-R. Or I'm, I'm not only a perfectionist, I'm a Nazi writer. Okay. A grammar Nazi. Um, I like my counters empty. I like mm -hmm. to be on time. I like to have things just so. Mm -hmm. My perfectionist, what do yours look like? Go ahead, JC. <laughs> All right. All right. Down and dirty, honest here this month. We're yeah. Talking yeah. Yeah. So my perfectionist looks like, well, you see me. I like to have my face done. I like to have, um, I like to get dressed every day. I don't wander around in pajamas. Um, my cabinets, if you open my cabinets and my drawers, everything has a place and yep. everything has all the the soup labels or canned food labels are all facing so you can see what it is and because um, it's effective to do it that way it's right like. my closet is organized by colors and if it's warm clothes or cold clothes and um <laughs> just I think perfection in like with organization is really important to me, making sure that the dishes are all done before I go to bed at night. Because if I wake up in the morning, it just stresses me out because something is undone. I want to wake up to a fresh start every day. So yeah, for me, that's what it looked like when I was um, working in a, in the school and in the clinics. Um, it looked like my desk, when I left at night, 
everything had a place. And I knew if somebody came in and even used a pencil because they you never, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I knew, I knew where everything belonged. And then again, I know some of, some of you guys out there love sticky notes for me. That's, that's an imperfection. It just, it stresses me out. Sticky notes stress me out. Because they're clutter in front of you all the time? Yes. Yes. It's just too much. So I like a bullet point list. I can put it beside me. I can see it. I, I love my little checklists, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was a lot. Sorry. No, that wasn't. That, I mean, I, I could say, yep, I do that. I do that. I do that. I do that. All of those things help me to be more into my passion and more into my, my purpose and my mission. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jen? Do you have some perfectionist perfectionist tendencies we have not talked about yet? Not me, not me. No, (laughs) excuse me. Look at my hair. You know, hair is beautiful. Yes. No hair out of place, you know, no, um, yeah, I do have some of the same ones. Um, it's so funny. Yes, my closet, but it's not by by color. My it's by purpose, like short sleeve, long sleeve sweater. You know, it's like it's it's by that. Um, but yes, all my cabinets and drawers, everything has its place, mm-hmm. and you know, so I know where it is and things like that. But um, it's interesting though because in my house though, I can have a mess. I don't. I'm trying to figure that out, but you know. <laughs> But well, in my drawers, I can have it figured out by the time we're done with this month. Oh I yeah, I know. And um, <laughs> I'm and, so stoked about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I. But my perfectionist shows up more in um, my like my performance and my like. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that or I did that wrong, you know, or whatever. So that's where my perfectionist shows up. It's more like with myself, um, and not so much other people. Yeah. I, I, I love other people that are messy because maybe because I look at them like, Oh my gosh, you're so free and you're you and everything. Yeah. And so I, I I don't, I don't tend to be judgmental on people. Um, it's mostly me. It's mostly like inward. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that because you're both kind hearted souls and you love you love people. So synonyms for perfectionist. I looked them up this morning. Just wanted to share a few. Purist, <laughs> idealist, traditionalist, mm-hmm. insistent person, <laughs> precisionist, never satisfied with the average life, born mm-hmm. to shine. All mm-hmm. of those were synonyms. Other synonyms included quibbler, nitpicker, mm-hmm. fanatic, picky, pushy, too big for her britches, and she thinks she's all that. <laughs> those there's are things my brother I like the first list better right idealist yeah they're so yeah. much nicer but what's interesting in the research that I was doing is being branded a perfectionist if you're a woman mm-hmm. seems to be negative but being branded if you're as a perfectionist if you're a man does yeah. not yeah yeah there's nowhere that it's where a man ever apologetically said I'm a recovering perfectionist yeah. No, no, no. no. And it's interesting growing up with five brothers. So that second list, mm-hmm. I heard that from them, like all of those things that you read off, they said those things about me, right? Yeah. It but, seems to be kind of a societal cultural thing. Um, 
Can you think of perfectionist women that we laud and that we honor that are wonderful in our society? Like Oprah comes to my mind. Okay. Oprah's a good one. Well, mm-hmm. and I'm only saying this because I'm reading the book, um, but, <laughs> but um, uh, Martha Stewart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. An example in the book. Yeah. Here, let me show you the book that we're working from. It's kind oh of a mess. This guide to losing control. Love it. Um, and it's written by Catherine Schaffler or maybe Schaeffler. It's mm-hmm. a path to peace and power. And um, yes, I kind of fell in love with it. I found it a few weeks ago, listened mm-hmm. to it um, through my Kindle and yeah. had to go buy the hard copy when mm-hmm. I got home from my trip last week because mm-hmm. it's really that good. Yeah. So Dr. Schaeffler, I hope I'm saying her name right. We should go make sure that we're giving her due respect. Brought out that, yeah, Martha Stewart is a very, uh, I mean, always the crisp white shirt. Right. Um, Every hair in place, beautiful home. Um, She's the one we celebrate, but why do we celebrate her? Because Because it's all homemaker kind of stuff. It's all stuff that resonates with our culture and what women are supposed to be. Oh, isn't that crazy? Think about it. She teaches you how to do a perfect luncheon. She teaches you how to do a perfect holiday, to make the perfect turkey. All this stuff that's traditional and the homemaker. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, it appeals because we love mm-hmm. and we love our families and stuff. But what it, we needed to connect it with was why. I mean, I heard it in your voice, JC, when you were sharing all of the things that you're perfectionistic about. Why do we apologize for that? Mm-hmm. Because there's not a reason to apologize. It is not wrong to be perfectionistic. It's a way you use your power to create meaning and to, to fulfill your life mission. It's mm. not a brokenness. But that's is, what we're taught. That's what we're taught. It is. By society and whatever. It's, we're taught that, it's bro- that we're broken, that we're not enough or we're wrong. But did you ever, ever hear somebody say Barack Obama is too perfectionistic? Or Gordon no. Ramsay is too perfectionistic, or who's the other one? Um, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Oh. Apologize for being a recovering perfectionist. No. 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 And I think with Oprah, when you think of Oprah, she embraced her personal power. She all has. Through, and she built on her perfectionist self. Yeah. She never apologizes for herself, for uh-uh. who she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. She's a strong, capable woman who embraced who she is. I really love that because she was born to shine and shine she does really well. Same with Martha Stewart. And I'm sure we can think of other leaders in our world, you know, female leaders that are wonderful. But um, just the idea that we should have to apologize or be a recovering perfectionist Mm -mm. is just, it's just not right. Your perfectionism is a gift to you from above. So, I love that. I th- I think as as you're talking, and maybe we're going here next week. So if I'm ahead of the game, if we get ahead of the game, we'll talk about more as the month goes on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, because what's going through my mind is, um, I have all those tendencies and all of those gifts, right? Because they are gifts. They help me to excel. They help me move forward more quickly and in an organized fashion. And I'm not, 
they help me, right? They are, they are gifts. So I think the negative part of that, that I've had to, that I'm learning, like I'm a work in progress. I call it a whip. I'm a work in progress. Um, Part of that is how I speak to myself. So if I don't get those dishes done or I, you know, or if Mark unloads the groceries and turns those cans the wrong way or loads the dishwasher, like the dishwasher, right? The dishwasher. Okay. So think about that. Um, it's how I, if I have negative thoughts about that person because of that or negative thoughts about myself because, because of that. Right. Oh, my hair looks terrible. I just, I'm, I'm a terrible person or, you know, it's the way that I speak to myself or the way that I think about others. That's where maybe, and it's not perfectionism, right? But that is, that's actually, there's adaptive perfectionism, which is great because you're consistently adapting that gift that you've given. And there's maladaptive perfectionism. So look at your letting your inner critic kind of run wild with your hair being out of place. I actually was doing that a couple of weeks ago. Oh, too much gray. I can't go out too much gray. I have to color before I can go do this. And I was working it all out in my head. That's maladaptive, right? right. I was turning off and listening to the negative side of things and letting it drive me. Yeah. yeah. And so those, that's where the coaching tools are so helpful because yeah. they, you become, come back into an adaptive place or the hypnotherapy or the oils. All of those things bring us back into our adaptive place where we're bringing the gift to be a brilliant thing for the world. We're letting our light shine. Now, the question is, has anybody ever or have you ever deliberately dimmed your gift so that you wouldn't shine so brightly? Yeah? Well, yeah. Oh, like sure. Sure, like when? when you're criticized for it and, and you do see that maybe you are in that maladaptive phase, you just, you, you just... Uh-huh you just stop all of it. And what was really interesting to me about that um, was just the awareness that I was seeing it as a negative, as a, as a imperfect, you know, an imperfection. Imperfection. Thank you, sister Brene Brown. As as something that was wrong with me and just to be like, no, this is actually something that if it is just used in its correct way is going to be a superpower. And I just, I loved that. And I'm, I'm, the superpower. Yeah. The other thing that I, that this kind of came to me as I was reading this and trying to figure out other women uh-huh. and, and things, I realized that when I see perfection, perf- women using perfection or perfectionists, I'm like, we're all strivers. We're trying mm-hmm. to do something. We're trying to change something. We're trying to create Make something. the world better. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I would rather be lumped in that realm than than the couch potato you know a non-striver which blew my mind in that book that there are people that don't think this way yeah 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 there are and there are and we need all the different kinds of people in the yes, world we do. yes but um Eckhart Tolle was talking about people who just need to be here because their goodness mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. striving and their contentment raises the vibration of the earth, makes the earth a better place. And that's their purpose. Their the purpose is to bring their goodness. There are, there's people who have purpose to let their light shine and change what's going on. And everybody has different purpose. 
And so, yeah, there are non-strivers in the world, Jen. I know it's really hard to fathom because three of us together, you can't stop us, right? Because you put three <laughs> strivers in the room and you're like, yeah. But, um, I've been around people who just are so soft and so wonderful. I can think of all kinds of different people. Yeah, yeah me too. But they make me feel so great. We need all the different kinds. Yeah. See, I always thought those people still within themselves were striving. Just it showed up different. Maybe they do. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I don't know that. That was one of the things I was just like, I knew and I understand people don't think the same way that I think, but I always thought that people had this striving within them to always become something better, a better version. What if, what if they just know that they're enough exactly Exactly. as they are? Exactly. I'm like, would that that be great? Beautiful place to live. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so my mom, my mom is one of those people that's just she's not a striver and, but she has just, you meet her and you're just like, oh my gosh, you're in love with her just because she's so kind. And she envelops you in the arms of her love, whether she hugs you or not hugs you, but you just feel accepted and enough, right. When you're in her presence, but, and here's the, but I love this, but (laughs) So that has always bugged me. I love what's being said here because that has always bugged me because I'm like, can't you just like really just, if you would just move forward or you would just make a decision or you would just like, it just has. So part, right. I am like, I'm seeing a lot of this adaptive judgmental, like, kind of thing going on. Yeah. We start to see it because when we see it, we can address it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not such a bad thing. Maybe we have to look at it a different way. Yeah. And recognize other people like that. Just what was just said here today, all y'all who are listening, this, this was a game changer. So like you can hear that. I love my mother, but I'm super judgmental of her. And so what was just said here is just like, open the eyes, open my eyes and open my heart to seeing my mother in a different way. That's the cool thing about what's being done here. Like seriously. Well, when I read the Eckhart Tolle quote, the same thing happened to me, you know, because we live in our own little head, right? Mm -hmm. We think that the way we see things is all there is, but it's not true. We live in a vast universe of differences, beautiful differences, and so when we open ourselves to see these differences, life gets really great, really, really fast. Yeah, it is amazing. It is amazing. Okay, so are we all kind of in agreement at this point that our perfectionism, perfectionism in general is a gift that exists to help us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is not anything to apologize for. It's a good thing. Okay. So I'm going to read this, just this little blip from her book to you. It's little. Um, perfectionism. It's a deep inner recognition of what you can and will be as you create your life. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay. Now you really need to hear that. Open your heart. Use, use Jen's lotus flower. Open your little lotus flower in your heart and hear me. There's nothing wrong with you. You are whole and complete right now. And this is how she proves that. Think for a minute of your favorite person's laugh. 
just be still a minute. Your very favorite, you just love that laugh. Mm -hmm. Is it perfect? It is to me. It is to you. It is to you. Yeah. Think about when you fell in love with your husband. He was perfect, right? He was to you, right? Um, how about a newborn baby sleeping? Are they perfect? Mm -hmm. They're exactly who they're supposed to be, right? They're whole and they're complete. They're perfect just the way they are. They're exactly whole and complete right now. That laugh, it comes from the soul of that individual. You can feel it. It's whole. It's complete. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. um, the newborn baby, they're perfect. So can you, in your mind's eye, put yourself in the place of the newborn babe? I mean, you are no less perfect than that, that newborn babe. There's no way. You've been striving and working and doing and trying and changing and making things better for way longer than that baby. Whole and complete still today. No more, no less. Whole and complete exactly the way you are. What does that feel like in your heart? I, I saw a little bit of um, debating going on as we're listening. You know, some inner dialogue. What, what's that look like? For me, it was, oh, could that be true? And, you know, and I'm trying to like grasp it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like a little, little nervous to go there, but, but wanting to go there and believe it all and everything. And just what does that mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. But, but will my heart open and actually yeah. take, will it allow it in? Yeah. yeah. What was it like for you, Jason? You are whole and complete right now. Yeah. So I was struggling to see myself in that way. And so instead I went to my daughter and thinking about her because I know she doesn't see herself the way that I see her and her gifts and how perfect she is and how beautiful she is. And just remembering when she was just that little babe and holding her in my arms and you know, just those feelings, right? And then I was able to go from there to, well, if I feel that way about my daughter, then I'm sure my mother feels that way about me. And so it was kind of this process of, it was a step-by-step -step process. I couldn't automatically go there, but going through that process, I could, I, I found myself <laughs> in wow. that that process, yeah. what allowed you to feel that way about your daughter and what allowed your mother to feel that way about you? What was it that let them feel you were perfect? It's love. I mean, it's unconditional love. You don't, as a, as a child, as a baby, you don't expect anything out of them. You just love them. You, you just love them. They haven't done anything to earn your love. That's unconditional love. Yeah. And that's what allows me to go that, go there is to have experienced that as a parent. And then also to have, and, you know, I felt that not only as a parent, but as a sibling, when each of my siblings was born, right. Being the second oldest, um, and then holding those little babies in my arm, as, even as a four-year-old child, I remember my, my 
went to my third brother being born and coming home and I'm four years old. And that's one of my earliest memories is holding David. Yeah. And feeling that incredible love. love. Yeah. That love. Yeah. Okay. So would you be willing to try an experiment for this week? Yeah. Every day this week, try that on again. You are whole and complete right now. And see if you can find the unconditional love, that incredible love that you felt then, and use it at the time you use that statement. You are whole and complete now. Feeling, opening, allowing that incredible love to come in. Maybe it's the love that you felt when you very first fell in love with your husband before you knew that he leaves the toilet seat up. And just take that, take that love and feel that as you say to yourself, I am whole and complete right now. Or if you want to do it in the mirror, you can tell yourself you are whole and complete right now. That's a wild experience. You look into your own eyes and do that. It, it moves me every time. Yeah. But I think that there are parts inside of us that really need to hear that, that we have been unkind to in the past, especially as perfectionists that may have some maladaptive habits, that we practice remembering we are whole and complete right now. What do you think, Jen? I think it's very strong and very powerful practice because as you're talking about, you know, those there's parts of us and experiences that we've had that will confirm that we're not complete and whole. And we need to speak truth into those because think about it. Society is always telling us we're not skinny enough. We're not good looking enough. We don't smell good enough. So buy this perfume, you know, these type of things. So we're getting enough of this coming at us that we're incomplete, that we're not whole. So I think we need to kind of start to take down that, those barriers or those beliefs that we've had. And this is a good way of doing it. And what would it be like to look in the mirror this week and say, you're perfect. (laughs) You're perfect. Well, and and that's what perfect is. It's whole and complete. complete. I mean, you want a shortcut instead of saying whole and complete, just look and, and conjure the love, bring up the love. And if you can't bring it up about you, bring it up about when you fell in love, bring it up about the baby, but bring up the feeling and you're perfect. I mean, I can honestly say both of you, you're perfect. You just are. But, you know, it takes a little bit more to say it to the mirror or to say it for ourselves. Because sometimes mm-hmm. the gift feels like a burden. But this is not a burden. This is really, truly a gift that's meant to serve us and move us forward. That's the beginning of perfect. When you're building your one awesome, amazing, perfect life, it's really important to embrace what that perfect is for you. That's what we're going to talk about all month long. And I'm a beyond stoked. So excited about it. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about what we're doing this week at uh, the Creative Base Coaching. I know Creative Base Weekly today. Tomorrow we have Coaching Clear. And our numbers are growing in Coaching Clear. Mm-hmm. That makes me really happy. It's just a really beautiful, cohesive group of women. And the more people come in, the more the energy is growing. And it just feels so powerful when we work together. And then Wednesday, JC, and I heard you're starting a new book club. I mean, a new book in book club. We are. It's Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. And it's, (laughs) it's, it's so good. We 
we have, and it's so beautiful. Like yeah. it's just, it is beautiful. And it's, it's interesting because one of our um, book club members, she ordered it from the library and it comes in the hardbound copy and it's got all the pictures. If you're listening to it on audible, that's perfectly good too. Brene gives you the PDF to go with it. So you can see all of the beautiful pictures um, along with the audible. So um, and she's reading the Audible, which I love. So I have it both in Audible form and I have it in, in hardback. Um, so we're just doing the introduction this week and chapter one. And we're going to break it up into two months. We're going to do it for May and Look, June. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. 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 Good. So good. And that's 1.30 Central on Wednesdays on the 50-50 okay. page, right? So they right. can get the link on the 50-50 girl page and come change you. Uh, come yes, so, so become a member of the 50-50 girl page, guys. The 50-50 girl club, not the page, but of the well, club. Just, just come 50-50 girls. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's still in its intro phase. We were going to um, up the price and I just kind of never got around to it last month. So it's still two dollars to get in lucky, you know lucky you so yeah you're lucky I've been busy I just didn't get there <laughs> yep. and so that's every Wednesday gives mm -hmm. it yeah all right and then um Saturday Jen you're doing jumpstart right yeah we have our workshop um nine is it nine central yeah nine central mm -hmm. and we're just going to be talking about um, um, essential oils and emotions and just all that fun stuff that's around them. So you'll learn how to use them. It's going to be an introductory. So, I mean, we can go really deep with them, but we're going to keep it pretty basic so people can start to explore the connection between our emotions and essential oils and also how we can use essential oils to shift emotional states. So maybe resolve some of that inner, inner conversation that's going on. Might oh, be maybe we should find out about the oils for perfectionism. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> all of them. All of them will help. <laughs> well, oils for self-love so that we can continue to be adaptive in our perfectionism, which would be beautiful. Um, the more we, we learn the techniques to be adaptive, the more powerful we become, because that's really what perfectionism is. It's your inner power. And so what you want to do is you want to get out of your own way. And the love that, that you felt when you brought it up for the newborn babe or for your mom, bringing up that love and practicing the belief that you're whole and complete, that you're perfect is going to unharness. I mean, it will just let the genie out of the bottle with your personal power. Is when we just... <laughs> yeah, maybe we could do some self-love stuff. Or if anybody overheard at the beginning about our discussion of oils, um, your love, your self-love oil was black spruce, right? Well, I, I asked, I just kind of wanted joy to, oil. I wanted to joy oil. Cause usually when I go to my oils, it's always like, let's do an issue. Let's help a problem. I'm like, I just want to support a good feeling that's happening inside of me. And so I just through muscle testing found that for, to support what's going on right now in my life and the joy was black spruce. So that. I'm like, oh, that's super interesting. So I'm going to go back and study why. But when I started to smell it, I was like, oh, of course, I'm in a forest. I love it. And I'm all about trees. So, you know, hello, you know. So, yeah. 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 Well, I'm excited about Jumpstart Saturday. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I'm, in case you didn't know, just a little bit excited about talking about perfect this month. Yeah. Just, just, 
I, I love it. I think, you know, I, as you guys were talking and for people that aren't familiar with essential oils or they're not, you know, they're like, oh, that's kind of one of those woo woo things. It's really. funky, but so, it's not. Yeah. But as I was thinking about that, just something came to my mind, of like the power of smell mm-hmm. and how something can trigger, it can either trigger an emotion that is joyful. It can trigger an emotion that is sad. It can trigger, smells can trigger different emotions. And oh, I yeah, have, they'll take you back instantly. Um, at Thanksgiving, we always, my mom always made stuffing and it was celery and bacon and butter and onion in a pan. That's what it started. And anytime I smell that, I'm instantly back on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. 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 And you know, with like, with my dad, my dad died at the age of 48 and, um, I remember being at work. It was several months later, maybe even six to eight months later. And I was working in the dental office and I was in the back room and all of a sudden I smelled my dad's cologne. Oh, yeah. a, A man had entered in, a patient had entered in wearing the same cologne as my dad. And I'm not a crier. You guys know that I'm not generally a crier. I'm not gonna say I'm not a crier, but I'm generally not. But that just brought up all of that emotion all over again. And I started weeping at work, which is so not me, but it just brought up all that emotion. And it was that brief smell. And I had had that experience um, as a child. I remembered going to visit with my grandfather and his cologne that he wore. And I remembered we were in a store or something and I smelled that cologne and I was looking for my grandpa. Yeah, it's powerful. I associate it. It's that association. So come to the jumpstart, you guys. Yeah. Experiences. Remember those. Come and learn more because that's what it's all about is learning more. Yeah, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Well, time to go, y'all. It's been lovely. We could talk about perfectionism and oils and all of this good stuff forever, but let's just put it on hold and we'll talk some more on Saturday at the Jumpstart. And I'll see you maybe at Book Club and definitely at Coach Clear. Yeah, we'll do it. Bye, 50-50 girl. Thanks for sharing it with us and being there with us. If I wake up with a bad attitude, I fill my mind with gratitude. I give thanks for Choose to be happy, choose to be free, moment by moment, it's all up to me, cause what I think about, I bring about, that's the way it is, and there is no doubt, day by day I pave the way with every little thought I think. Hey, thanks for joining us today in A Creator-Based Life. I hope you felt that compassion, mindfulness, and hope you came seeking today. You can find more of it at cmhcoaching.com or on Linktree slash cmhcoaching. Of course, any social media outlet, we're there too. Because you felt the benefit and light in this message, please invite those you care deeply about to join us. Help us to create a ripple effect across the globe of compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Then we can create a creator-based life together. Have a great week, y'all. We'll talk to you soon.
Cause what 